The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Yes, that's me. Welcome moms and any dads or kids. Or pets that are listening today. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms. We do focus on your amazing value because sometimes the rest of the world forgets to. Forgets to thank you for all you do as a mother. All right, here's the question of the day. Do you have a difficult relationship with food? Eating too much or maybe just eating stuff that's really not healthy or maybe you deal with food triggers. Today on the show, we have got a certified health coach and author of the book, Food Triggers, Amber Leah, to help us with all of this. Amber is a mom of four boys, and she's going to help us replace unhealthy eating habits with practical and prayerful solutions to create a healthy relationship with food for all of our sakes. That's all coming up in just one minute on Channel Mom. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. Looking for your next adventure? Camp Idrahaji is now hiring. If you haven't already heard, Idrahaji is one of Colorado's largest Christian camps, and they're growing their summer staff. Why not experience the great outdoors and wake up each day excited and ready to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Join them to lead and impact hundreds of campers as they experience Jesus in the beauty of Colorado's great outdoors. High school, college, and young adults, they're accepting applications today at idrahaji.org. That's I-D-R-A-H-A-J-E.org. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Yes, welcome back to Channel Mom. So glad you tuned in today. So grateful for our folks across the nation who listen uh, in some of our affiliate markets, Oklahoma, especially Oklahoma, Oklahoma right now. There's going through something tough there, praying for them. Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska, Little Rock, also Springfield, Illinois, brand new folks, uh, brand new market to us, Colorado Springs, Idaho, and then right here in Denver. So grateful for you guys and uh, also for our podcast listeners. Uh, we're happy that you tune in as well. You can find our podcast, you know, wherever you find podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Apple, Google Podcasts, Podbean, all of that. So yeah, tell people that we are on podcast. Quick little points of business before we get to our guest. Number one, our last shout out for Idrahaji. As I've mentioned before, they're just a couple of blocks down the road from me in the mountains. Beautiful place. Wonderful people. I've known the folks who run that place for over 20 years. You can trust them with your kids. And let let me tell you, like a lot of people, they still need staff. So if you have a young adult or a high schooler who could benefit 
from working at a wonderful place like Idrahaji, not only will you know they be having a summer job, which you want them to have, but they can get fed spiritually, and and you know some life changing things could happen in their lives there at Idrahaji. So um, check them out at idrahaji.org, idrahaji.org, and you can apply there. Let them know your interest, and then two more quick things. I don't want to compete with Amber today, but I've got a book out as well. It's called Mom, You're Amazing, Changing the World One Life at a Time. I was reading through the Amazon reviews recently, and this is not me. This is other moms saying this, and and they do say that it has reminded them in fresh and new and much-needed ways about how important their job is. And even as grandmas, they, they need to hear this, that, that they're committed to something incredible, that they're doing God's work. Um, there's so many wonderful encouragements in the book and, and secrets of moms that I interviewed that will help you in your mom game. So I hope you'll check it out. You can just go to momyouramazing.com, momyouramazing.com, or find it on Amazon. And then last quick little thing, we've got a huge event coming up at Bandamir Speedway. Our friends at Bandamir Speedway are hosting our big charity event fundraiser. You get to race down the quarter mile. I think I'm going to try to race my husband. <laughs> um, so if you are interested in attending that fundraiser and being a part of that and getting to race, we'd so love to have you there. Just uh, email us at info at channelmom.org, info at channelmom.org, and let us know that you're interested, and uh, we'll get back to you. All right, here we go. Our guest today is an independent, certified health coach who has been on her own transformative health journey. She's written and co-authored several books, including Marriage Triggers, and the best-selling parenting book, Triggers. And that's such a popular word now. Yeah, yeah, that's bound to sell, that trigger word. She's, she's managed to use it a couple of times. And now her new book, Food Triggers. So glad to have her with us. Welcome to Channel Mom, Amber Leah. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this. And it is Leah, right? Not Laya. It's Leah. It is. Okay, yep, Amber Leah. It's a little confusing, but it's Leah, yep. Okay. <laughs> I like to call this our show setup soundbite where we kind of lay the groundwork for what's coming up so i went and i searched far and wide for the best soundbite that had to do with food and our food issues here you go you like sugar huh is there sugar and syrup yes then yes we elves try to stick to the four main food groups candy candy canes candy corns and syrup the four main food groups, candy, candy canes, candy corns, for some yeah. reason he says candy mm-hmm. corns, and syrup. So that, of course, was from yeah. Elf. I thought that was a hilarious scene. And that's the setup for you, my dear. Um, I, I do want to cite a statistic. We've got a problem with food in the Western world. And, and you know, you cited in your book that according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, about 74% of adults in the U.S. are overweight. That's three quarters of our country. After 10 years of marriage and five pregnancies, you understood why this happens. You're a former college athlete, a recreational bodybuilder. You found yourself in a state and uh, you felt ashamed, you say, of your physical state. And uh, you embarked on a journey to reclaim your health. And you're going to share it with us today, you know, kind of getting through those unhealthy patterns and reestablishing good patterns in, in a prayerful and, and really scriptural way. Um, so, so tell us what, what led you to say, all right, I'm not going to do the typical thing. I'm not going to just, you know, go on a diet. I'm not going to just, you know, cut out certain things. I'm going to find out what is triggering me. What, what, what happened for you that you discovered this? Yeah, thank you, Jenny. Um, I agree with Elf for most people in, in the, you know, the country today and really globally. Sugar is an issue. Overeating is an issue. We think that these are food groups. <laughs> yeah. Uh, candy canes. Yeah, and it's not. And that was me. Um, you know, my story, I think, is very typical of many. 
And that's why it's resonating with others, because we find that we want to do right. We want to get healthy. We've tried all the things. And then we just go right back to our old patterns that are not serving us well. And it's very frustrating and it ends up feeling hopeless. And what's wrong with me? Uh, Am I not strong enough of a believer? Do I not love God enough? Is it just that I am incapable? And so then the shaming language begins, and it's like this pit that we get stuck in. It's a very difficult place to be. And for me, I knew all the right things to do because I had been a fairly healthy adult, though I struggled with my weight when I was younger. And as time went on and life happens, I found that I was severely overweight and knew that I had to make a change. And for me, some of the, like the turning point for me was when my happy surprise baby, my fourth son, Quaid, was born. He had turned two. We celebrated his birthday, and I knew, okay, he's two. This isn't just baby weight anymore. I have a problem. And I knew that with all the times before that I had tried to lose weight and it wasn't being very successful, that just doing the same old food focus wasn't going to cut it, and that it had to be for me something spiritual and much more personal that I needed to get to the root of what that was about, and God was very faithful to help me through it, and now I want to pay that forward and help others. Amen. That's what we should do. Every time we've had a problem and we've learned from it, we should be sharing it with others. That's one reason I minister to moms, because I went through a, a tough space when I first became a mama. Um, I, I'm going to read something about, about that initial weight loss. You say it, it is mostly a spiritual transformation. Um, I'm not reading it verbatim, but you say the physical weight came off 60 pounds, but the spiritual weight of my gluttonous tendency has been the most freeing. Um, that, that you learned to face your food triggers and do it in a spiritual manner. And um, I, I love that you're saying that. I've already recommended this book to people I know who, who are struggling with their weight. Now, mm-hmm. here's what I want. I, be, you know, dealing with being overweight is, is not, you know, something I've had to deal with a lot. However, there was a time in my life where I gained 15 pounds or something. I thought I need to get rid of this, right? Um, mm-hmm. But what I want to say is I think no matter how skinny or overweight we are, we all struggle with food in some way. Right. We all have some yeah. issues with it. And, and, and I just want to you know, confess that up front that you, you may think you're free and clear, but I think we all kind of struggle with it. You know, there are a few people that use it as fuel, as fuel rather, and they use it very healthfully. But I think most people struggle with it in one way or another. All right. So you, you came yeah. up with 31 food triggers. So, so how did you come up with 31 food triggers? Well, when I started my health journey, I wanted it to be private, uh, as most of us do. And as I went along and discovered that this doesn't have to be so hard or complicated and that it can be actually a season of incredible spiritual growth and encouragement, I wanted to pay that forward. So I became a, a certified independent health coach and I started helping others. And over three years and thousands of conversations with clients and those that are have been facing the struggle themselves, I've really come to a place where I recognize that um, there are, are some commonalities that we have when we're on this health journey. And these are 31 of the things that I think are the most problematic triggers and have the easiest way for us to really go about them also from a spiritual perspective and to apply some very practical things that can make a huge difference in a short amount of time. So that's how we came up with the 31, and I think that as people read through them, they're going to really identify with many of them because they do kind of complement each other. Sometimes they piggyback on each other. 
Um, so that's how that came to be. Yeah. And you talk about how moms in particular have a struggle. And, and I remember this food. <laughs> you're so food centric when your kids are around. I was the rebellious mom yeah. that didn't bring snacks to every event. And they'd be like, oh, my goodness, you didn't mm-hmm. bring snacks. What's your problem? And and I did it partly because right. I didn't want my kids to be too food focused. We don't own a scale either. Right. So I was I was a little bit rebellious when it came to the weight thing. But um, mm-hmm. you talk about how moms in particular have to deal with hungry children and snacks being everywhere all the time. Right. And and. Right. And and I love that you point that out, that it's a tough road for mothers. And you talk about our snacking culture, which involves processed foods or snacks high in refined sugars. Um, and it's grown more and more. You say, shockingly, 81% of added sugars in our diets come from foods consumed outside of mealtimes. So, yeah, we yeah. just get a little hungry and we're, we're consuming all the sugar and not even realizing it. I mean, I'm just, no offense yeah. to Starbucks, but I think that is at an enormous amount of sugar to our diet. People yeah. having to get that sugar coffee. And you also say one more thing, and then I want you to get to some of your favorite triggers that Americans on average, am I right about this, uh, consume about 3,000 calories a day, which is more than we need. Is that correct? Yes, it is statistically. Yep. And so, you know, what you just touched on, especially for, for moms, is really an important topic because it's all around us. So this is really a cultural issue, right? It is normal to be overweight and obese in our culture. It is normal to bring all the snacks. It is normal to celebrate with food, to comfort with food. It's normal that this has become normalized. And so what we have to do is we have to take those unhealthy patterns and exchange them for God-honoring habits. And the beautiful thing is that when we begin to focus on our own health journey as moms, it does have a positive influence and impact on our kids. And it can take some time, and we can baby step in that direction, But it's really important that we're mindful about this issue because we're headed towards serious trouble. And I absolutely believe that this is a spiritual thing, because if our enemy can discourage us and sicken us then and do that to the next generation, then we're no longer physically strong and able and equipped to do the good work that God has us for us to do. And one of the verses that was really important to me in this process was Psalm 92, um, verses 12 through 14. It says, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. And if I'm not stewarding this body of mine that God's given me, this temple, then I'm not going to be that woman who is a grandmother, as an older mom, is going to be able to bear this fruit in old age, to stay fresh and green. I want to be so mindful and sharp and have a healthy brain, not just about a number on the scale. I want to live life to the full. And so all of this boils down to some simple things we can do. You know, we can make healthy exchanges of our kids' favorite snacks. And really, it's also just about being mindful, you know, that we have a plan. We keep a food log. We don't just nibble chicken nuggets off the kid's plate every few minutes. Oh, I I get it. Um, I'm 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 a classic um, can I just have a bite? Can I just have a sip? And I'm that person. I'm, I'm constantly doing that. Amber, I, I cherish your wise approach to all of this because you are saying, let God be your motivation. Let your kids be your motivation. Don't look at the food first. And, and I love that you're doing that because our kids are, are, are such a motivation. If we think I want to lead my kids well, and I'm not, if I'm not leading them well with food, then we've got a problem for their future now too. So I love that. I do want to let people know we're giving away your book. Thank you for that, Amber. It's called Food Triggers. Our guest is Amber Leah. It's an incredible, you know, help for people that just want to get 
past this unhealthy relationship with food. So we're giving a couple of copies away. Just go to info at channelmom.org. Email us at info at channelmom.org. Anywhere in the country. I'd be honored if some of our, our folks outside of Colorado also weighed in on this. Info at channelmom.org to win Amber's Food Triggers book. All right, I'm going to let you get to some of your favorite triggers that, that are pretty common and, and how you got past them. Um, so, so thank you, by the way, for, for putting these yeah. together because moms need this. They need this encouragement. You do admit, Amber, that, that detoxing and getting healthy is hard. So yeah. I think initially, because I've watched, and even years ago when I, when I wanted to lose that 15 pounds, we can get depressed when we're in that place. We can think, ugh. I just don't look forward to the next four months, right? But but let's talk about the triggers and how we can get past that hard and past that 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 moment of just wanting not to do it. Pick yeah. some of your favorite well, I triggers. Give, yeah, I, I I will. I want to give some hope that if we can know and understand that healthy habits is not necessarily even all about food, and that certain healthy habits are simple and easy to do, and that that actually will give us a lot of hope to deal with these triggers. So, for example, I advocate drinking eight eight ounce glasses of water every day that's critical for proper organ function it affects your skin it does impact weight loss and we can all start that today also protecting seven hours of sleep at night you know as moms we're often drained we give and we give and we give and nobody's nurturing us we tuck our kids in and put them to bed but we don't put ourselves to bed so that's another area that i think is super important but one of the key parts for me that was a big trigger that i think is common for a lot of people is when i became a mom I shifted in my career, in my everyday life, and I wasn't totally prepared for it. And it was a struggle for me. And honestly, I loved my children, but I didn't always love the things that motherhood entailed. And so I started to sort of lose myself. And what does God want for me? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And it was like, I wanted to be a mom. I loved being home with them. But I allowed all of the mundane routine to feel mundane instead of looking at it as this is an act of worship unto the Lord and this is a privilege and a joy at the end of the day. And and as a result, I just turned to food and I was bored. And there's this instinctive desire that we all feel to live life to the full. It's a God-given desire instinctively inside all of us. And it cannot lie dormant. So yeah. it's always going to find a manner with which to present itself. It will either be in picking a poison or finding our purpose. And so I think a lot of us mindlessly eat because we're bored, we're tired of the routine, and we need to shift and be like, wow, every day is a gift. I need to make the most of today. Whatever I do, whether I eat or drink, I can do it as unto the Lord. And if I don't do that, I'm going to start picking a poison. It's going to be the candy canes. You know, it's going to be the sugar. It's going to be the mindless nibbling. Yeah. Or it's going to be over shopping or overspending or, or some other form of addiction. And instead, we need to get back to the root of what's my purpose? Why am I eating this way mindlessly? What does God have for me? Because it's not going to be found at the bottom of the ice cream carton. Amen. And, and you almost always feel bad when you've turned to that poison to, to fill your boredom. So boredom is a food trigger. I, 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 and that's such a, I think a lot of people don't realize that. And, and I have found that when I'm really wrapped up in work for Channel Mom or for something else, I, I, I'm, I'm not even thinking about food. So, and, and, and I'm living out the purpose. And I, so I love that you said that. All right, we've got about six and a half minutes left. I want to make sure you get through some other triggers that moms are really going to understand and you can advise them through that. So boredom is a trigger. What else? So another big trigger is, in general, emotional mismanagement. So for a lot of us, we are turning to food emotionally. We are sad, so we eat. We're happy, so we eat. And emotions are not supposed to be gateways to gluttony. They're really portals for progress. God gave us our emotions 
for a reason. They are valuable to us. They help us process. They help us draw near the Lord. They help us connect with others. But a lot of us can't handle our emotions. Maybe we have gotten to a place where there's just too much. I don't have time to process emotionally. That was true for me. I had gone through a miscarriage, and I had never really processed all of those feelings fully. And I know that was a, I saw a direct result. That's when I started eating more and turning to more sugar and things like that. And our emotions are designed to serve us not enslave us. And so it's important that we feel what we feel, but we don't want to numb it with a meal, yeah. right? So if if we're going to have this emotional hunger originating in our heart, but we're feeding our stomach, we're always going to end up empty because we can't solve emotional issues with food. And so we have to deal with our primary emotions. And so for some of us, that might mean that we just have to make a decision to go back to having time with God and the Word, to journaling our emotions as a prayer a little bit and reminding ourselves what food is for. It's fuel. It's medicine. It's meant to sustain us and to give us a vibrant life. But if we're using it in a way that it was never intended as some kind of an emotional soothing or gateway to gluttony, then it is, it is an idol. In my, it was an idol in my life in that way because it was being a substitute for where God wanted to fill my heart and soul. And that's where I needed to get back to. Yeah, and you list some others. And I think a lot of moms are, quote unquote, victims of these things. You say self negative self-talk can drive us to eat yeah. incorrectly. Being lonely can drive us to eat incorrectly. Being stressed can drive us to eat, incorrect, mm-hmm. eat incorrectly. And I also think, and I do this as well, that we look to sugar to make us feel better when in fact it doesn't. It makes it feel worse. But we think, oh, if I just have a little treat or if I just have a little, you know, caffeine with, you know, a little bit of sugar in it, I'll feel better. I'll feel more energetic. I'll feel happier, right? So, so you know, we've got about five minutes yeah. left. Can, talk to me about some of the typical mom yeah. triggers when it comes to having an unhealthy relationship with food. Well, definitely sugar is one of them because we as moms are often pushing sugar on our kids. You know, yeah. um, it's so common. Oh, you won the soccer game. Great. Let's go out for ice cream. You know, it's, it's just such a culturally acceptable thing to do. And I want to hopefully give some moms and, and all of your listeners some freedom from this for a second, because for a lot of time, but a lot of time I was speeding myself up. Like, why am I not strong enough to overcome these temptations? And really, it's not always necessarily a spiritual thing solely. It can also be a chemical thing. So there's a, a dopamine and a cortisol loop in our bodies that is happening with refined sugar. And that pull towards sugar is, is, is like a drug. It's as strong as cocaine. In fact, in studies, rats will even eat the inside of the Oreo first. You know, they, they're wow. going so some of us feel very helpless and we don't recognize that we are under attack chemically in our body. And so really just doing um, a detox and eating clean and even just after four days of getting sugar out of our um, out of our system will affect us emotionally, our energy, the cravings, all of that. And so it's not always like we have to beat ourselves up and shame ourselves. That, oh, we just can't kick this sugar thing. No, it's hard. It's, it's very powerful and it's chemical. And so don't beat yourself up over that. It's not really your fault. We didn't know. But now we know. So now we need to put some measures in place. Yeah, and thank you but for saying... Th- I want you to continue, yeah. but thank you for saying that. Um, Wendy Speak, who recommends your book highly, I've actually done her 40-day yeah. sugar fast with my daughter. Uh-huh. And it does make you feel better. You think at first you think this is so hard, but after five or six days you think, okay, I feel better. Yeah. So continue. Last word for moms about yep. these food triggers. Yeah, so for moms, you know, I, I just want us to have a kind conversation about this health journey that we're on and not beat ourselves up and not shame ourselves and feel like we're powerless. 
a lot of it has been unbeknownst to us. Yeah. And, you know, we, we as moms want to be kind to our kids. We're really focused on being kind to others and being kind to our kids, but we're not very kind to ourselves. And we have these tapes in our heads that tell us you'll never change. You know, this is something that you can't overcome or look at you. You can't be successful. And those are things an enemy would say to us and not a friend. And Jesus is our friend. Yeah. And so we want to also, as moms, really capture our thoughts and take them captive and make them obedient unto Christ and, and recognize this is not something that this health journey that we need to keep guilt upon ourselves. It's yeah. okay. We all struggle. We're just going to keep going in the right direction. Don't start with shame. That that should not be your motivation. God should be your motivation. Your children should be your motivation. I love what you're doing, Amber. I hope this is a blessing. The book is Food Triggers. You can win it today at info at channelmom.org. Amber, how do they find you? I know you're going to help a lot of moms. How do they find you in the book? Yes, so they can come to my website, amberleah.com, and you can find me as The Real Amber Leah on Instagram and on Facebook, and my book is sold everywhere books are sold. And there's even a free health assessment that they can take on my website and a bunch of additional free resources there as well. Awesome. Amber Leah, L-I-A is how you spell the last name. Bless you and your four boys and your husband. Thanks for being a good and dedicated mama and helping the rest of us moms. I really appreciate you being on Channel Mom, dear. Thank you, Jenny. It's been a blessing. Okay, take care. All right, so that's kind of cool. Um, my, <laughs> I'm getting the countdown. I loved her. Some kind of exciting news. Kirk Cameron, do you remember him from what, Growing Pains? He's going to be on the show next week. He's going to talk about his new documentary all about homeschooling. So that'd be kind of fun to have Kirk Cameron on. This is the time in the show where I thank you, Mom, for all you do. You know, it gets overlooked, but I know you sacrifice, like Amber was saying. You do so much to raise your babies well. The world's depending on you. Thank you for doing it well. Check us out, uh, you know, our, our upcoming fundraiser, Accelerate. On channelmom.org. If you need help, go to channelmom.org. Pray for us. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful weekend. If Channel Mom Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.